All right, folks, welcome in. Episode 33 of Ram's Edge. I'm your host, Jake Ellenbogen, and uh, I'm coming to you live after the Rams defeated the Cardinals 20-12, giving you my reaction, my recap, and pretty much any thoughts. Uh, this will go as long as, I don't know, 30 to 45 minutes, so, uh, you know, grab a, a drink and uh, say a little bit. Uh, Marv, welcome to the show. What were your thoughts on the game? You are on mute, just so you know. If anyone at any point wants to talk, be sure to uh, just either request to speak or, um, you know, I invited everybody here. So at any point, if anyone wants to talk, they can they can do that. Hey, Jake. You're hey, in? Mark. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. It was another frustrating win. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I try. I try to analyze this team, and uh, I think our expectations, uh, which probably are natural, Super Bowl champs. You know, we uh, we don't tolerate less than hundred uh, percent play efficiency. And uh, that's pretty hard to expect, I think for the Rams right now. I, I think part of the problem is, is the inefficiency and the inconsistency of the offense. And the defense drives you crazy. But, <laughs> but I think the way we mitigated, mitigated that the last couple of years is that, the offense was more dominant and they had the games wrapped up a lot of times in the third quarter and they forced those other teams not, not to stick to that type of offense. And they just aren't, they aren't sticking the fork in the games. I think in the second quarter, again, the Rams could have, punch this team out and forced them out of that type of offense. But uh, the week before, same thing. Stafford throws those two interceptions. And we would have had them on their back. And I'll guarantee you, they wouldn't have, you know, played the dink and dunk so much. No way. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I think when you look at this game, it, it's incredibly frustrating. You're absolutely right. I mean, I know they, they win 20 to 12, but it should have been like they won by 20. You know what I mean? It just, they right. had every opportunity and right. uh, you know, they end up, they come away with uh, you know, 81 plays run. Uh, right. They almost had the ball for, you know, 34 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's Your just a, <laughs> my blood pressure. Frustrating. Hard on my blood pressure. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's hard to watch, and you always have the in the back of your mind. We should we should, we should be beating the crap out of these guys. But oh yeah, here we are, and uh, you know, and they do three things with that type of offense. They they own the clock, they keep us off the field, and they keep the game close. And the best I. I still think the best way to beat it is just to dominate them with our offense. And I think the offense is still finding its way, Jake. We've got 
inexperienced players on our line. I think Allen is still trying to figure out exactly how they want to use him. You know, I, I love Skoranek, but he he doesn't put the threat, the deep threat we could use. I think uh, I think Jefferson could stretch the field better. But yeah, I, think I, mean, it, I think with him out, they've had to kind of change their offense a little bit. They have, no doubt about it. And it was really nice to see they started punching holes in the defensive line finally uh, in the fourth quarter. That was really encouraging, I thought. But it, it he blew the pass that well. And uh, Cup short-armed the touchdown pass. And uh, if we had hit on both of those, I don't, I don't think the Cardinals would have stayed in that offense. No, absolutely not. Um, Hugh, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, I have a few. My first major thing, which I don't think a lot of people have been talking about, um, is – all the time leading up to the game, they were saying it's a blowout. I never thought it was going to be a true blowout. And I think people aren't giving the Cardinals the respect they actually deserve. Because I think, I mean, last week they played all right. They played pretty bad in the first half. But in the second half, they were great. So I think we were a little, like, thinking Cardinals probably ain't that good. I think Cardinals are pretty good this year. I don't see them making it far, but I think they're pretty good. I think it's a team that sticks around and is just annoying. Um, second thought is that the the call with Sean McVay putting in, in Cam Akers instead of Hindo at the goal line is crazy if you think about it. Just because Hindo oh, has never had a fumble in his career. Oh, trust me, Hugh. Uh, Marv, you already know my thoughts on uh, on Henderson. I I don't know what this guy has to do to get the role. I mean, he's not injured. You know, he's he stayed healthy. He's been the most efficient back. And, you know, here we were in another game where he gets out-touched by – well, not out-touched, but out-carried by Cam Akers. I, I just – I don't get it. I think that the McVay thought that Cam had the hot hand. And he did. You have to give him that. I mean, I, I love Henderson. Uh, and I love I love Henderson's game. But I, I think Cam was running the ball pretty damn well. The best I've seen him in a long, a long time. And, uh, and you know, to lose that ball on that play. But I, that hit that that DB put on him was a hell of a hit. And uh, you can say he shouldn't have made the effort and all that. But it's hard to tell a guy when he's fighting for every inch in there to get a touchdown. And the ball was exposed there in his grip and that guy came around and he just blew blew through him with his shoulder. I just think the problem is at the end of the day, you know, and he he did have the hot hand, but also probably because they just stopped letting Henderson run the ball, you know, when he was averaging like five yards per carry. Uh but you know, I just kind of feel like with that, um it, at some point like, yeah, you know, I can understand if it was one time and, like, okay, they made a good play on the ball. But, like, he's clearly got ball security issues because he's yeah. fumbled now three times in the red area. 
uh, going yeah. back to the beginning. No, he of the has. He has. But hold on, can I say something real quick about Acres? Mm-hmm. The thing I've been thinking about stuff, and I don't think people are giving up, giving him enough credit. He he really had a good game until then. Yeah, I mean, I thought he had a good game. I also think that the offensive line, uh, their issue has been pass pro, and the Rams don't trust them. So that's why they, they were running those quick screens and, and just trying to get the ball out quickly uh, because they just really didn't have a lot of confidence in that offensive line and pass pro against this Cardinals front. Um, but what I think with the run game is I just think Sean McVay has a, a tendency to just abandon it. And, uh it's true. You know, at the very least, abandon it with Henderson, who, yeah. I mean, he's been the best running back on his team. And I I don't really understand it, to be honest with you, only having him run out of the shotgun when, I mean, first off, he was never utilized out of the shotgun, uh, you know, going back to, to Kentucky or not Kentucky, Memphis. But um, secondly, you know, this is somebody that runs actually really well because of his vision and how he's able to read and react and make quick decisions. That's somebody you want the lead blocker with, with acres. He works better when there's not somebody, you know, in front of him, you know what I mean? So that that's kind of the thing there. Um, You know, at least for me, I just felt like acres should have been involved uh, a little bit fewer, a, a little bit less than Henderson. I know he ran well. I also think part of that was because of the blocking, And I don't think the Rams, you know, the play calling didn't give the offensive line enough credit because I feel like they could obviously run the ball with the offensive line. Uh, They just weren't able to really do what they want with the the deep passes down the field. Um, Although when they're there, Stafford has to hit them. He was he was good today, but, you know, he missed on Atwell uh, streak over the top. You know, he missed on a cup streak over the top and then he missed on, uh, you know, another uh, throw. But. You know, I mean, I I guess it happens, and kind of like what Marv said, I mean, you know, this offense eventually, you'd have to imagine, is just going to, you know, it's going to find its stride. It's still not quite there yet. Yeah, um, I just got one more thought. That's really two. First Mm -hmm. one is, I thought Ramsey played outstanding tonight. Oh, yeah, he was great. But then the thing, which it's also another play-calling thing, which I do not understand, is when – I forgot. What, I forgot when, um, when, when AJ Green when AJ Green went down, pretty much Ramsey was on him the entire game. Then when he went down, I think like you would expect Ramsey to move over to Brown, but he he did for like a couple plays. I don't get leaving Kendrick on Brown instead of putting Ramsey on him. Well, that's because we had Ertz to deal with on the other side. But I feel like Kendrick could have done a better job with Ertz because, I mean, Ertz isn't the fastest guy. I mean, this was Kendrick's real first game. You're putting him against receiver one. I mean, I I kind of understand what you're saying because, I mean, you could argue, you know, Kendrick's biggest knock is his long speed. And, you know, you got a guy that ran a 4-2 whatever, you know, with Marquise Brown, uh, who we saw that speed. I mean, if, if, you know, it, that's the thing. If Kyler hits him on that throw deep down the field, you know, it's a completely different <laughs> conversation we're having. So, Ken, I mean, yeah. I do agree with you to an extent. Like, it did seem kind of weird to have the guy that ran, like, what, a 4.740 yeah. on the, the speedster. But I, I think it also kind of put him in a position where he had to play far off him because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of uh, 
you know, at least based on what I was seeing, there was a lot of, um, you know, cushion because, you know, those guys can beat you over the top with their speed. And another guy who's not as fast, but, I mean, Dorch, I think the tendency that they had, like they were, you know, they've been using Dorch a lot this year, early on in the year. So I think the Rams also had to account for him as well. And then Andy Isabella is just, you know, he's a speed demon as well, very, very fast. And, you know, he's a solid route runner. He hasn't kind of figured it out yet in the NFL as far as getting consistent production. But I, I think the Cardinals have speed. And, you know, I just think the, the Rams were, were trying to account for that by playing so far off. But as far as why he was on Brown, I do understand what you're saying. Like, it does seem kind of weird that you had arguably your slowest corner on, on Brown. Yeah, and last thing is that, which I can't stand. See, I I don't generally have a problem with the bend no break defense, but when it's third and fourth down and they're playing so so far off the line, and pretty much they just do a quick slant and get the first, I feel like that that needs to be changed. Like the, the guys are playing behind the first down when it's like ten yards out and then just easily get it. Well, there's a reason for that because. Think about it. They have, you know, you just mentioned Brown. They're not trying to give up the big play. So exactly. as much as it sucks on fourth down, they're still worried about Kyler Murray taking a deep shot and being like, all right, we have it. Let's throw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then they, they get a touchdown on a fourth down conversion. You know, that's that's yeah. something the Rams are trying to avoid. They'll even give you the fourth down. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll take a fourth down conversion over, you know, a, a big explosive play. That really, when they – they give up the big explosive plays. That's when it starts to be like, all right, what's going yeah. on here? And then one quick thing, which no one's really talking about, is that Rams did a great job on containing Kyler Murray. I mean, they, compared to the Raiders game when he was running everywhere, I <laughs> think I thought they did a great job. I agree. I mean, you know, this point last year, albeit it was week four, but this time last year, Kyler Murray looked like the MVP of the NFL when, yeah. when the Rams played him the first time. So I definitely agree with that. The Cardinals were playing without Moore and Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, if they get those two guys back, uh, that offense could be, could be special. Because they were, they were down green, I think, in the, most of the second half. I still think they need a, a true... I, I don't know. James Conner didn't feel like 100%. So, no. I mean, you know, that'll change. But um, I, I still feel like they were really missing a running back today. I mean, um, with the DBs that we had missing in this game, I feel like we kind of, you know, got a look of a draw with wide <laughs> receivers that we had to face again. Because they agree. had their whole – uh, weaponry out there, Ramsey and them wouldn't have been able to stop everything. Take, you know, he wouldn't have been able to take like a quarter of it away because it had been open season for him, especially with um, number two, the, their burner that y'all were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Hopkins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopkins is, that's where uh, Ramsey, Ramsey plays Hopkins when we pay the Cardinals normally. Yeah. So yeah, we, typically we, were, we were fortunate not to have to play. A more, more can be difficult, too, believe it. Oh, more special. Jeez. And I can tell you, you know, as, as good as 
you know, Marquise Brown is. And I'll be honest with you, I do think he's a tad overrated, but it's his speed, you know, as good as he is. I can tell you right now, Rondell Moore was supposed to be like the focal point of this offense. So, you know, I'm not high in Arizona. I don't think they're a good football team. And I think the Rams probably should have won by a lot more. But at the same time, like, the focal point of their offense and, and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, they, they've both been out. So it's like, you know, Rondo Moore, his issue is going to be staying healthy. He has had injury issues since he joined the NFL. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's him and, uh, you know, the guy for the Giants as well. Um, actually, both of them, you know, Wandell Robinson, but also uh, Barkley, the other one. Um, what's his name? Shaquan Barkley. Shaquan Barkley. Barkley. Uh, I mean, Barkley has had is- issues, but no, it's uh, – I can't remember. I'm I'm so blanking on it. I've had so much on my mind lately, and I just cannot – I'm, like, blanking on guys' names. Uh, oh, he's from uh, – he's from uh, Florida. He was drafted in the first round, I think. This year? Uh, last year. Boston? Tom, I know you know. Defense or offense? Kadarius Tony. That's what it was. Yeah, Tony. I I drafted him on my fantasy team, but he's been a he's he's hurt. He's hurt all the time. That's what I'm saying. Him and the him him and Rondell Moore are like the same guy. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. Um but yeah, I mean this uh this is a good win for the Rams. I mean, as frustrating as it was to only win by as much as they, they won by it's a road win. Uh, you know, eight 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 point road win when you didn't have the ball, uh, for thirty four minutes of the game. That was the you know the other side, and they ran eighty one plays. I mean, in that sense, that's something you know. There's something to be said about that. There's something, you know, fair about that. And um, you know, well, I, we I, we were I, down I, three DBs. Yeah, I mean, down down three corners, your safety, you know, is out uh, in uh, Jordan Fuller. And, uh, you know, you're, you're down to, you know, maybe you thought you were going to get Van Jefferson back and, you know, he's not back in time. So, you, you know, it, I don't know, just it, it felt like the Rams, you know, went through a lot of adversity uh, going into this game. Uh, I mean, they almost had a completely new crop of guys in the back end of their depth chart. I mean, you're talking about like 10 different guys. So it did feel like, all right, you know, that's somewhat of an accomplishment and everything. But, you know, it just it it was still frustrating. No matter how you look at it, like you look at this Rams offense and you expect them to just score 30 a game. I think it's definitely a fair expectation uh, because, I mean, they, they should be. The problem is they just. They're dealing with so many injuries, and there's just not there's not a and confidence there's just not, there. There's not a confidence there, you know. Not yet. You know. Not yet. Not not yeah, in the hey, offensive what's up, line. Jake? Not, hey, what's not up, in the everybody? offensive line. What's up, Tom? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Tom? Hey. Yeah, so I just felt like um, I felt like the Rams played pretty well. I obviously they played great on defense. Uh, they didn't obviously give up a touchdown, and um, you know, with especially with all what you guys were just saying with all those DBs out and stuff. But on offense, you know, if you just do three things, you know, that had to do with uh, scoring touchdowns, it would have been a blowout. Nobody would, everyone would have right. been talking about how great the offense played. Right. But it was, you know, nobody, I, I, there was not one credentialed media member that's willing to call 
a, a, that's willing to admit or say, like in a tweet, that Allen Robinson just dropped the ball. You know, like, you know, just, I mean, not even drop it. I mean, he just, just went through his hands. Like that, he has to catch that ball. And um, I know he hasn't played with a lot of good quarterbacks in his career or in college, but, you know, that's the play. You're going to fake, fake the fade um, and then turn, and the ball is going to be there. And so it'll be there. It'll be right where you expect it. Just catch it. And he, you know, it was complete whiff. And then Cooper Cup, you know, best receiver in the league. Uh, people were getting on me about, you know, bagging on Cooper Cup, but the best receiver in the league, you know, can drop passes too. And that was as well right. of a thrown ball over his right. shoulder in the uh, in the corner in the in the uh, end zone as you're going to find. And so, and then and then the third touchdown that they that they didn't score was. Um, at least they got three off of those. So now we're down. What's the math? Eight points. And then, and then the uh, obviously the fumble by Acres would have been ultimately another seven. We'll say. So there's 15 points. Add 15 to our score and whatever that is, 21. And and you know, he missed and, on uh, Atwell. And he missed on Atwell. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, you're gonna miss long bombs. Like that's not. That's not. You know, it, it'd be one thing if he missed him, but it's another that. You, missed him you by 15 throw, yards. The guy missed him by 15 and then, yards. And the guy doesn't catch it, right? Yeah, well, he missed him by a lot. But, you know, guys are going to miss guys. I'm just talking about balls that were there. The play was perfectly executed. And the guy, two drops by our wide receiver one and wide receiver two. And a fumble by our, our what's supposedly our RB1. Like, that's what I'm frustrated about. Because it's just so funny how if those plays happen, three plays, three huge mistakes, and... And then the score, it's a big blowout. And then all of a sudden, everybody's saying how great we played. And it's just, it's so, I just feel like it comes down to those kinds of things. And you can't drop touchdown passes in this league and let teams stick around. It's going to come back to bite you. And we, I feel like we got away with one today because they played worse than we did. They played, they dropped more balls than we did. And who would have thought, my last point, Jake, is just to put the cherry on this, who would have thought Ben Skoranek had the surest hands uh, in a Ram uniform today? Like that's never been. <laughs> so good for him. He had a. He definitely. Uh, if he didn't get the game ball, he should have. Ramsey, him, and and Hoyt. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think everything I mean, he said was spot everything on. Everything he said was spot on. You know. You know. Um, I just think, um, you know, at the end of the day, think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to look at these you know, and yeah, okay, like we're spoiled and all of that, and I get it, but I mean, like you said, like you know, said, this may have been good enough to win today, but good enough to play like this against Green Bay, Tampa, whoever, you're not going to win those games. You're not going to win those games. Hold on, Yeah, and when you say, I just want to say, when you say play like this, it kind of connotes or implies that. Overall, they didn't play well. My point is, is maybe I didn't sit very well. My point is, I think the offense was it was very good, and they just made three huge mistakes. And aside from those, I think they played actually a really good offensive game. I mean, there weren't a lot of sacks. There weren't, you know, um, uh, I don't. I mean, aside from the, the, the turnover that I cited on the goal line, there were no other turnovers. Um, you know, it's just a very good offensive performance, and Stafford looked absolutely tremendous you know his decision making his placement yeah he missed a couple of balls he missed out well and so forth but um you know he looked fantastic i think they played great offensively except for some 
big mistakes by some theoretically what are supposed to be our three leading offensive players. I mean, if you think about it, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and running back one. Yeah, I I gotta say though, I I don't know why they go away from Henderson. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, hey, Jake. Yeah, I mean, uh, hey, Jake. Uh, the guy uh, that you're having a conversation with right now. Conversation with right now. Can you mute your phone? Can you mute your phone? Because everything you're in the car. Everything you're in the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. No worries. No worries. I, I didn't mean like when you speak, but like when when everybody else speaks, then you can mute it. So. All right, I don't think I hear the echo anymore. Um, Patrick, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Jake? Oh, uh, it's it's going. <laughs> how's it going with you? Oh, I, it's all right. I was just sitting down here. I was like, wait a minute. I checked my messages. I said I got an invite to come in. I was like, oh, cool. So I jumped on here real quick because I missed your episode after the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I went for like an hour. Normally I go for like two, but I I wanted to cut it somewhat short. I think I'm going to start cutting it somewhat short because I typically go for two and I go off topic. And what I found is a <laughs> lot of people like to watch the um, they like to watch the replay. So you know, it kind of makes it less of a replay, and then you know, it turns into more of a like a just social live stream. And it's like, yeah, I have you know, there's a time and a place for that, and I just try to. I try to keep everyone happy. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll, anything I say will probably be a repeat of what everybody else has already said, but I, I was so impressed with the way Ramsey balled out today. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That dude was a monster out there. I was like, this is the Ramsey we all knew was there, but for whatever reason has been not there the past two or three games, including the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been dormant a little bit, but – you know, I think this is the game where, you know, he really and I said the interception, I think, is enough to really kick it off and he'll be good moving forward. Um, you know, and I, I think he's still by a wide margin. I still think he's, you know, by far the best cornerback in the league. Um, but, you know, I think when you you look at having a guy like that, just the presence he has and, and how much of an impact he can have, I think it's huge for a young secondary like the Rams have. I mean. You have guys like Darian Kendrick out there and Gray Haley. I mean, let's not act like having Ramsey out there with them doesn't help them out as well. You know, I think oh, yeah. Ramsey's a leader, and I think you could definitely see how that, that helped while he was out there. Yeah. I, I Now, on the flip side of it, I, for the life of me, and again, I, I apologize if, it's has, if this has already been said a million times, but Darian <laughs> no Kendrick's playing 10, 15 yards off receivers all game was driving me nuts. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, right? Because I mean, you, you understand it, you know. Um, it it is part of the scheme, and I get it because you're not trying to get burned over the top. And I mean, that obviously works, but it's exactly like I I tweeted on Twitter. I'm like, look, you know, this this bend no break absolutely works. I mean, it just goes to show you, you know, they they had the ball and they ran 81 plays. They had the ball for almost 34 minutes in this game, and they came away with 12 points. So. You know, Raheem Morris's defense works. It's just incredibly frustrating. And if you don't get stops, it can feel like, you know, pretty much the whole game, the other team has the ball. And that's what worries me because when we go up against stiffer competition, whether it's the 49ers next week or, 
you know, uh, Tampa down the road or Green Bay and Kansas City, that bend don't break is not going to work against those great teams like that. They are going to score. Well, there's a uh, there's a rule of thumb with Patrick Mahomes. You don't blitz him, and you force him to throw underneath, and he's just an ordinary quarterback. And that's actually what the uh, the Colts did today. Yeah, forced him to make reads, forced him to throw underneath. He didn't have too many deep shots downfield, and uh, they ended up losing the ball game. You know, and I think that's that that is that's a problem. I mean, the the Bills did the same thing in a sense, not the same exact thing, but they they didn't blitz Stafford, and you know he didn't have a great game um, in Week One. But I mean, I don't know. Stafford's looked great ever since Week One. I would say. Yeah, well, at least he didn't throw any interceptions today. <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know the, I've just decided with the interceptions. Um, you know, I I think I've just decided at the point. You know, it's like it you you take you, you know you get what you you put in, and so it's like the way I would describe it is you look at a guy like say. I don't know, Geno Smith. He's got an 81% or going into this game, I haven't seen since, but going into this game, he had an 81% completion percentage. But he's not throwing deep down the field, you know? Whereas Stafford, he has five interceptions and four touchdowns, but his completion percentage is, you know, was 72, you know, going into this game. I mean, it's like you're going to throw picks because you're taking shots down the field. But if you don't throw picks, like, honestly, I feel like part of that is Aaron Rodgers, too. Like, the guy doesn't throw interceptions. But, like, have you seen, you know, over the last couple of years, he doesn't throw down the field anywhere near as much as he used to. And I think that's why his picks have gone way down. Like, he's he's careful with the ball, don't get me wrong. But And, and you know, he's one of the greatest of all time. But at the same time, you know, I feel like you know, Stafford's interceptions are just a product of him trying to, you know – Taking a shot and, you know, just uh, not being afraid to, to pull the trigger because there are quarterbacks that do care about those stats. And uh, it's not necessarily just the team aspect. It's just they don't want to be – they don't want to go down as the, the gunslinger. And Stafford simply doesn't care to to be like Favre. He doesn't care to be like Hurt Warner and, and throw those interceptions. And, you know, because he knows most of the time he's going to throw touchdowns. Yeah, that's yeah, how I was going to describe describe him is that he has that Brett Favre gunslinger mentality uh, where he's going to use by Nate, by his own nature, he's going to throw some picks sometimes, but along with that comes all of those great touchdown passes and all the no looks and everything else. Oh yeah. So you take the good with the bad is basically what it is. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. No idea what I said. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a thing, but you know, <laughs> It's true, though, Jake, with with Stafford, you've got to let that guy throw. Exactly. Because what happens if he turns Stafford into a game manager? No. Then now, you have congrats. Jared Goff. Exactly. Now you have Jared Goff. Because <laughs> to me, that's what Jared Goff, when he went downhill, I think he got he got gun shy. You know, he, he was – those interceptions started messing with his mind and he just wasn't able to accept the fact that, Hey, when you take all those shots down the field, like you were doing, you're going to have some bad stuff. Let it go. It's part of who you are. But I think he regressed, got inside his own head and 
you barely see him throw anything long nowadays. I think he's opened up a little bit more this year, but I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. Because if you go back and you watch like Brandon Cooks, they traded Cooks away because Jared Goff couldn't hit the deep ball anymore. Yeah. That's why they got rid of Brandon Cooks. He, he lost his nerve, and, and, and McVay was done with that. Nolan, what's up? Yo, yo, how we doing, fellas? How we doing? Pretty good. It was it was, it was a wild wild one today. Why? You know you know what it is with this team, man. When you watch the game, it's 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 so unpredictable. Even though we we can we'll we'll a lot of us are mostly confident or optimistic about a win. Some people are hitting the panic button midweek and think we're going to lose no matter <laughs> what. Yeah, <laughs> mid-game, whatever. It, we're up by seven and people are like, oh, my God. It's like, bro, we, this t- we're, we're going to win the game, bro. It may not be the prettiest. But I, I think I think this is, is – they got to they gotta, they gotta work through some things and everything's fixable, I believe. Um, but – when when nine has has a clean game, I can't be mad. Now, I agree with Ryan's beat on the on those missed opportunities, those touchdowns, man. You need those. That 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 I I said it in the live stream earlier, you know, that this should have been a thirty plus win for real. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, um, easily. Like, you know, um so but a lot of points left on the field. That's what I, I, I can say about that, but you know the other things that we've been, a lot of a lot of fans or people have been concerned about the O line or the, the, the INTs and all that on the issue today. So it's like there's some positives in there. Score may not be what we wanted, but there's some positives in there that we can say okay, because it's they losing guys like every other game and every day almost, and it's like. It's putting. I feel like they gotta keep adapting. You know what I mean. And that's the thing about them. They they proactive. You know they. You seen we went out there and grabbed a bunch of people, um, for depth. So, um, I said it earlier in the live stream. I was saying, you know, I got a feeling like, you know, right now we're kind of going through this trying to manage these this injury bug. I feel like they caught early. When it kind of thins out and everybody can get back healthy. Gonna be interesting because this ain't the this ain't the final form. We know that. We 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 saw what it was last year early. You know we was we looked good early. It was like oh yeah we and that wasn't the final form. Things change, all type of things, and you know how it is with us, man. If some if a move's gonna be made, it's gonna be made, and we don't know what it's gonna be. So I think it's gonna be interesting when Brian Allen gets healthy. What Sean McVay's gonna do with Coleman Shelton and they're doing such a good job. Mm-hmm. I'm just really confused why like the play calling shows you they just were never really confident in their offensive line today in pass pro. I mean, I, I understand, you know, you saw the pressure, but Stafford was only sacked once. They started calling plays yeah. as if like he was under pressure the whole game and He's running for his life. Like, that's not what I saw. So, I, yeah. I, I was a little surprised by that. Just just a little bit. I, I agree. Stafford wasn't really under a whole lot of duress during the game. So, I don't know what somebody else was saying about that. But. Uh-uh. He wasn't. 
He really ain't been, you know, since the first game. You know, the first game was that was rough. We all saw that. But I mean, they did, like I said, they adjusted and they figured it out. And they ain't even got half of the guys they they, they normally have. But making it work, I've always liked Sheldon. So, you yeah. know, um, any word on Havenstein? Like, what's going on with that? Any 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 update on him? Like, what? I didn't even I, know what anything happened to him. What happened? He went down, people, but he got he, he went back in the game. Okay, okay. I, I didn't remember if he went back or not. I couldn't. Yeah, he did. I was I was concerned. That's my guy right there. Like, what was that? Really <laughs> yeah. So no, um, no, we don't need to lose him. Yeah, we don't need we need Hayden. Good Lord, right. <laughs> I forbid <laughs> they ever try to put Bobby Evans in. Holy mess! I I'm one of them people. Look. <laughs> I'm one of them people. It's a few guys, man. They don't need to be in the horns for me no more. They can go. They can go, and we'll be we'll be okay. I swear we'll be all right. I, I you know, and unfortunately he's one of those guys because I just don't see it. I could not understand how he made the 53 this year. I was like, how does he keep making a cut? Is he is he blackmailing someone? Because it's not making sense to me. Like. Hey, He's he's got a secret video of Sean McVay or something. <laughs> I don't even think it's oh, McVay. Boy. I feel like it's I feel like it's Carberry. It's not even McVay. It's Carberry. Yes, something on Carberry. Like I, I I just don't get it. I, I at this point I feel like I can make the fifty three from my home if he can. It's just like yo, it's no way. Like oof. But you think, you think it's like, because he was a draft pick, a high draft pick. Yeah. I, I I said that last year. I was like, maybe because they felt like oh, we picked them, they're still trying to develop it. See, we got something. But I'm like, we we got we hunt losses before, man. Yeah, Jake and I had this conversation, and if Logan Bruss doesn't get hurt, he probably isn't on the team. So, um, and that's my guy. I'm so, so disappointed. So mad yeah. he can't play this year. And then everybody else started getting hurt, so they couldn't get rid of him. You know, it wasn't. I don't True. think like. Yeah, so it was just a case of, uh, you know, he just stuck around because of injuries. By default. I don't think, think he's going to make the team if, if not. But, hey, I'm, speaking of injuries, um, I wanted to throw this out there to you guys. Uh, is um, There's currently five guys on the uh, IR, including one of which is Traven Howard, who's NFI, non-football, but it's the same thing um, as far as the rules go. So there's five guys that are theoretically going to come back, or you know, you would think aren't season ending, um, like uh, Jackson was. So I'm not including him, um, but there's five guys that theoretically would be coming back, right? That are planning mm-hmm. on coming back, and they can only bring eight back over the course of the whole season. So I'm kind of thinking that there's t- at least two, maybe three guys on that IR that we're not going to see this year. You know, like like Hardy. Um, maybe Kyron Williams, Travin Howard. Um, I can I can almost certainly think that that Troy Hill will be back, um, and uh, Jefferson and Van Jefferson. But you know, um, so that's the first part of it. And then the second part is the Van Jefferson thing is very strange because he was day to day, almost ready to come back, and then all of a sudden they throw him on the IR, right? And I've been, you know, I've been talking to Jake, talking to a lot of people about this. Is like, what happens when your wide receiver three comes back in and Mr. You know, Swiss Army Knife, Ben Skoranek, is not on the field? 
And, um, you know, it's that's a big deal. And, like, you can't just bring Van back and then give him 10 snaps a game. So, uh, you know, Ben uh, Skoranek is not OBJ. You know what I mean? So, um, right. yeah, so I feel like there's a little bit of some uh, manipulation going on there of the – uh, of that because Skoranek has provided such a lift to the offense and they just basically said, we can't deal with, um, we can't deal with van, uh, you know, coming back right now. Let's, we got to mature this scheme of ours and, um, maybe we need to get him healthy and let him learn some of this or let somebody else learn. some. I don't know. It just feels like this thing's working so well. We, we don't want to interrupt. We don't, we can't get Skoranek off the field. I'll just, I'll just say it. And that's crazy to think about because isn't that crazy? My, my, you know, I, hey, look, I'm not gonna hide my uh, smoke for him. I've had it. I had a lot of it for those drops last year, but I had to think about him like he's a rook. He'll learn. Yaba is great. He'll he'll get him right, but I need him to make those catches. And he's been putting in work. And the way they've been using him, I'm 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 liking what I'm seeing. So. It don't take much to win me over, man. Just just show up and do what you got to do and do your part. I, I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So you won't hear so, no more from me about them. But, um, yeah, the van thing is interesting how they kind of working around that. And, um, yeah, you know, the way things is lining up, we, we're all expecting you know who to come back. So um, I, 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 that that feels like that's a – that's still in play. Uh, you know, we all see the, you know, you know, it's weird with him too. Cause I feel like anytime he does anything, everyone's like, Oh my God, he's going there. He was just seen liking a post with juice. He's going to the saints. And you're like, he likes a thousand posts with, with the Rams every day. What are we doing? Like, wow. How was that news? Like I really seen them debating, I think it was undisputed, and he was talking about something with the Giants, and that was a that was actually a topic, and I was like, "What is what, are we, what, are, what is this?" Like, I, I get it, it's OBJ, so I get it, but I it's funny how it's like, anytime he does it with this team, it's like it's just like scroll past, like whoa, we need to talk about that. I, He's I possibly agree. going here. It's just like. Don't get. Don't, I hope y'all ain't got y'all fingers crossed that he goes somewhere else. I honestly think that uh, Van Jefferson may not return this season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded or released or something, so that we got room for OBJ. What's Karanik doing so good right now? That's just oh, my wow. thought. That's so interesting. What's What's interesting is this is exactly why sports are so great right because we all have different perspectives on why van jefferson went on ir like uh you know tom was just saying uh, before he left he was like yeah i mean you know what if they were doing this to manipulate the idea because they like what they have with skoronic you know i didn't even think about that i instantly in my head you guys know if you saw the the video i posted but my head initially went to they downplayed this like they downplayed todd Gurley's knee you know what if it has always been like that what if it's been worse and so i i know this is the beauty of sports talk because it's like we can literally look at one topic and five of us have different opinions on the topic and they're Ooh. all completely original and different and so you know that that's the thing there um yeah. hugh yeah you you can talk uh patrick i'll move you to uh speaker 
Mike, did you have anything you want to say? I see you've been muted for a while, so wanted to give everyone a chance to speak. Jake, my thought on they need Van, but I, they need Van at 100% because he, he can get open deep and he can stretch the field. And what's if he's just three quarters, no, that's not what we need Van Jefferson for. And so I try to heal it, make him try to get everything back together with him because he hasn't been right for a while. Uh, I don't think he was healthy at the end of last year. Uh, no, I don't think so either. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm saying more so, like, I actually wonder if this entire time, like, Van Jefferson's injury was downplayed, and it's, like, on the level yep. of Todd Gurley. Well, it, it could be. But there's no sense having him there if he's if he can't if he can't get open deep, I mean, if so, <clears throat> allow me allow me just one speculation about this because uh, we can go down the down that road. But what if when Van Jefferson gets healthy, whatever time that is this year, and maybe by the uh, trade deadline we send him down to Arizona where he can be with his dad. And because they're they're a receiver, they need receivers down there in Arizona, big time. And he, he would be he would love to go probably be with his dad down there in Arizona. Can I some can I say something against that real quick? Yeah, I I actually completely disagree because first of all, Arizona really doesn't need receiver. They they actually have a really good receiver core, fully healthy. And I, the thing, I get playing with his dad, but I there's been stuff come out that he likes playing against them to see, like, how good he, he likes to prove what he's, like, worth to his dad. I don't think Van will get traded. I, 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 the thing about uh, putting him IR just for this new, like, play style to mature, I actually, uh, that I didn't, I didn't even think about that until now. But I, I really do think that they're downplaying it they they were downplaying it just like Todd Gurley, and I really hope that's not what it is. But if he was day to day expecting to play week one, now he's an IR, not coming to week eight. That's low-key crazy. There's no way they're gonna trade him to any conference, any conference uh, opponent. He'll end up out in Minnesota or somewhere. That's giving them extra bullets for the gun. I don't. I don't think they would trade him inside the NFC. I mean, this is a playmaker. You just had 800 yards in the second season, and I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're going to trade him because if they were going to trade him, then they would have traded him and not Robert Woods because Robert Woods was just trade to make room. Robert Woods could easily, with Allen Robinson, be a huge contributor right now, and it does make you wonder. I mean, was that a mistake to trade, you know, Robert Woods away? I mean, if if Van ends up having serious uh, knee issues, then I think it was a mistake. I mean, I think it, I wasn't a fan of it when they did it, but um, I, I don't know. I don't think they're well, going to trade Van, but I can definitely see why people are speculating that. I think it's really just, it's kind of shady, but I think more it's along the Todd Gurley line of shady where he's more hurt than they wanted to let us know about than it is about him, you know, potentially getting traded because 
if you think about it, if they were going to trade him, why are they spending so much time on trying to make sure like he gets back okay? Why is he like with the trainers? And like, it just doesn't really make any sense, right? Like if you were just going to trade him, you would just trade him. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't I don't think that's the case. Um, I, I think the only one that would really be up for trade, you could argue, is like potentially like a Taylor Rapp because of, you know, Taylor Rapp and David Long because of just the, the guys that are behind them. Um, arguably being better, and plus those guys are in a contract year. Like, that's typically where I would look. Well, here, here's something else about it, though. I mean, because if, if, we, if we do keep uh, Jefferson and we do get OBJ, that is go- – and Stronic continues – Skronic still continues to do good like he started off. We are going to be way overloaded in the receivers, and something's got to give. Somebody's got to go. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know about that. Today, yeah, today they threw to Brandon Powell. Today they threw uh, to Skoranek. They threw to Allen Robinson. They threw to Kendall Blanton. They threw to Tyler Higby. They threw to Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, they just they throw to everybody. And I, I feel like it's not what it's not like a standard you know offense where you have your hundred yard receiver and then maybe you have like your eighty yard receiver and then like a forty yard receiver as your third guy. Like, this offense is very, like, everybody's getting a chance to contribute. And it's not a bunch either. It's like you are going to get your shot, but it may not be eight targets. And so when, you know, Van comes in and OBJ comes in, I think there's going to be kind of a joint understanding. Like, hey, do you want to win a Super Bowl? If so, like, you have to understand the targets may not be there, but it's going to be you know, it's all going to be worth it in the end. And I think that's really what people are going to come to know about the LA Rams is that they're not going to have 2000 yard receivers in all likelihood. Uh, I just, I don't know if they will aside from, I mean, if cup and if cup and Robinson, like, if we don't see more of Robinson moving forward, I'm literally going to pull the plug on, on that p- prediction. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll stand by it, but I won't be confident in it. And I'll just assume that, okay, so Cooper Cup's going to be the only one that goes over a thousand. Since I don't believe that's going to be the case, though, um, I think you're looking at those two going over a thousand. What I mean to say is really it's not going to be like Larry Fitzgerald and Quan Bolden and Steve Breston all going over a thousand yards to Kurt Warner uh, in Arizona. You know, I think this is going to be, you know, a different type of offense. I mean, I've heard rumors that, you know, Deshaun Jackson could join the Rams again. I mean, if, if he joins, no. then I mean, really, that would be him admitting that, look, I understand I'm not going to get the targets. I care more about winning another ring. Uh, you know, so, so that, that would be that, but yeah, I, I don't think like, I think we look at that as like, you know, receivers are divas. Okay. Like they're going to want their targets. I'm not saying Van won't want his targets. I'm not saying OBJ won't, but like, you have to understand coming to the Rams, like you have to know ahead of time that it's all about winning here. It's not about making sure you have a good contract year so you can get paid. It's about making sure that you can win a Super Bowl. And help win a Super Bowl for this team, and then you can get paid. If you want to leave, and okay, leave. But you know there has to be there has to be something there. There, there. You know they have to. You you have to make the playoffs. You have to win the Super Bowl. That is what is expected. Being a Ram, so I don't think that they would trade Van for anything other than if Van demanded it, or if there was like a offer that presented itself that they couldn't pass up on say like, I don't know. Uh, Carolina comes out and is like, 
Yeah, like say Carolina comes out and they're just like, yeah, we're going to give you Brian Burns, but you have to give us Van Jefferson. I think yeah. the Rams would do that trade. Yeah, I mean, we may Man, not don't get my trading. mind going, Jake. Don't get my mind going, Jake. Don't do that. Don't get my <laughs> mind going. You, you know, no, Brian, I'm, Brian Burns, you know, be squared. I'm, my camp- guy, I'm so. campaigning this. I'm trying to manifest this move, not for Van, but just Burns in the horns. It has to happen. It just has to happen. But Spider-Man. no, I, th- I, I think I think uh, I think VJ get back and OBJ get back. I I, I mean, McVay won all those weapons. You know, long as long as it works and the money ain't it ain't affecting the money and the cap, McVay won all that in there. It ain't right. you know, and all that now. What matters is how. How nine can spread the ball around, which he can do. We've seen he can do it, and that type of room he can get it done. And now that Ben Skoranek's stepping up, it's you know, it, it's 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 gonna start to gel, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have a different form, I believe. Um, and but you know, people still gonna be looking at other things too, and being like, "Why Lance ain't playing more? Where's Tutu at?" and all that. Look, man, if we got those guys back, I am not worried about them right now. Let these guys cook. Let these guys handle it. And let A-Rob get, get in the rhythm with nine and let Cup be Cup. And we we going to see what's happening, you know? I, I just kind of think that if we have all those receivers and OBJ comes into the mix, that's maybe one too many horses in the stable. Maybe. I, I mean – I think Van would get traded then because the thing I I think OBJ is better than A Rob from what we've seen of him so far. We haven't seen. I mean, I thought we were going to see a lot more A Rob. We're really only seeing him for the touchdowns. So I think I, I see, so if Van Jefferson comes back healthy and OBJ both and they're playing great, I think A Rob's really only going to be used for that touchdown grab. Because he, he's not play, he's not getting those he's not playing how we thought he would. I I think when if I recall and someone can correct me, uh, when OBJ came with the, on the team last year, it took him maybe two games before he felt comfortable and that with that connection with Stafford. And yeah. now with with Robinson, I think it's, it's taking a little bit longer. I don't I think he'll get there, but it's taking longer than what OBJ did. Oh, I'm with you, and it's also week three, you know, and I think, really, I think Sean McVay has made it, he puts such an emphasis on doing, like, his offense is all about attacking the defense that he's going up against. I mean, just look at his offense, like, just look at his offense uh, last week, it's completely different. They used I-formation, I don't even think they used I-formation today, maybe a couple times, but not as much as they did last week. Because they identified early on, Sean McVay identified early on that this is how we can beat the Falcons, you know. And then he goes into Arizona. He's like, "This is how we can beat Arizona." Yep. Who knows what he's going to come out with next week against you know the Forty ers You could go back and you can watch the tape and see what they did before. But maybe that's what he'll avoid. Maybe he'll try to do something completely different. You know, I, I think that's kind of my thing. Is like right now, Sean McVay is trying to win games with all these injuries. I don't think they're they're set on being the number one offense in the league right now. That'll yeah, come over time. But yeah. I don't, they don't get the they don't give me the vibe like they're trying to score tons of points. You know? yeah. I, yeah, I think it's because this is a 
unexpected occurrence. You know it can happen, but it's happening now. So now you have to be like, okay, how can I game plan with this? I don't have all this, but I can make this work. I'm good enough to make this work. And it's just, it's it's not a it's not a sprint. You know, I've been saying it to everybody, you know, it's a marathon. We saw how it went last year. Um went winless in November, you know, so um they they experienced it far, you know, they in it. You know what I'm saying? So it those experiences, those those reps, all that play, all that matters and carries over. And then these new guys, because I think that's the thing we got to realize, too. We got a lot of studs at the top. We got dogs at the top. But we got a lot of young bulls. And they got to get the They got to get them snaps. And that's kind of the uniqueness, I feel like, that we had that don't get talked about because it's all about, oh, they're top-heavy and they stars and blah, 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 glamour and all that. But the glitter and glitter. Gotta, yeah, yeah, and, but you know we got these young cats that, as we seen like a Ben Skoranek, we seen DK today getting his getting his shot, and um, you know we the Kobe last week, you know so yeah. there's just a few names. So the young bulls getting theirs, he's figuring out what they can do best, where we can put them at. We just in week three, you know what I'm saying? We're going to week four, so it's like. Who knows what it's gonna look like down the stretch, and and I think I think you know at some point they just gonna to have to face facts with what's going on with this running back situation. Um, I know they want to keep. I don't think it's necessarily the running backs. I think it's honestly, I think it's honestly the the scheme is not directed towards running. Like I, I think if they're a run heavy team, you would see a lot more. I mean, you see it on more production, but they're clearly not. Well, I just – I don't even know what to make of the scheme because it feels like they're different from last year. They're trying yeah. to just – like, yeah. as opposed to last year when they played their style of football, I feel like they're trying to play a curated style of football based on who they go up against. Like, it's it, – I'm not saying teams don't do this, but it feels super game plan heavy this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I agree with that. It really does it make don't. It don't feel like I – because you know sometimes McVay can be real stubborn in his in his play calling, where he just forces something that he's put in that he's installed for the week, and that's not what that team is giving us. You know what I'm saying? That defense is showing us something totally different. Where it's like right, we gotta adjust, we gotta do something, and then that's why you have people pulling their hair out and be like, "Run the ball!" But it's like, bro, I, I've installed this for this game. He did a lot of that last year, and I think this year he's kind of. He's he's cracked that code in a way, like you said. It's, it's more like, I right, what is the matchup? How do we match up? What can I install for the matchup? There was a and, time today where he, uh, Sean McVay, we got a little screen happy, throwing too many screen plays, and they started. It they, it was working at first, but then you got into that second quarter and everything, and then it stopped working. And he still kept trying to go to it. So that was interesting because that I I think was by design. I think he knew he had to do it. Like, like, here's my thing. I don't feel like the <laughs> offensive line's as bad as the Rams, like, basically were saying it was. Like, because actions speak louder than words. And the, the play calls, those quick bubble screens, that was to get the ball out quickly and get some chunk plays uh, with not a great offensive line. So, like, that was them basically admitting we don't have, like, faith in this offensive line to protect Stafford long enough. So I was a little surprised to see them, like, force that 
so often. Because like I said, I just don't think the offensive line was as bad as they game planned it to be. I, I don't know. They went in like assuming the offensive line was going to be like bad uh, based on like the calls they made. Like, I, and, and I'll say it over and over again. Like, I, I understand J.J. Watt's a legend, but that offense is washed. That, that defensive line, I wouldn't say washed. That, de- <laughs> that defensive line is, is has become overrated because J.J. Watt is in it. Like, they get a lot more credit than, you know, on the level of what I believe they are. And so, I think Sean McVay, uh, you know, also kind of maybe overrated their defensive line. Um, you know, I think this upcoming week against the Niners, I don't think you could play the game that you did today uh, and win that game. You know, I think no you're going to have to be careful as uh, Denver just got a safety. Bizarre. Yeah, I just saw that. This is <laughs> seven to five. Ugly. Um but, you know, I just it, – it's one of those things, man, where it's like, you know, okay, so you're going up against the Niners, you know, the dink and dunk, like, that's what they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you're going to play bend, don't break, like, know that that's – you're playing into their hand. That's why the Rams don't really match up extremely well with the Niners because what they really want to do on defense, regardless of game plan, I feel like it really doesn't matter about matchup. Like, the Rams on defense always want to play their soft-shell coverage they want to keep everything over the middle and in front of them and, you know, basically eliminate the deep ball. Uh, whereas on the offensive side, they are constantly mixing and matching. I think that they just love shotgun. They, they feel very pass happy. Although, you know what the irony is, is that they ran the ball uh, 17 times. Obviously, they had three carries for Stafford. That doesn't really count. So they, they ran the ball 17 times. They threw it 25. I mean, they just didn't have the ball very long, you know, because right. of the bend no break defense, which was surprising because it really kind of goes to show you, and this is why I'm not really high on Arizona. It took them 81 plays to get 12 points. Yeah. yeah. What what was going on with Hendo? I mean, I, I, he was in the game and all of a sudden it was nothing yeah. but acres the rest of the way. What happened? It's the it's the to same honest, thing as the last two games. I mean, well, at least last game. Um, you know, I, well, I would say the the first game, Hendo was running pretty decently, and they abandoned the run. Then they went down, you know, big, and then they had to completely abandon the run. Week two, they're up by like they're they're up twenty eight to three, and they stop running the football, and then they start having you know Cam Akers run the football. He gets five more carries than Akers, even though he had like. 2.4 yards per carry and you know Henderson had you know like five or, or close to it you know it, it's and then this week it's like Henderson starts the game and then you know Akers comes in and all of a sudden you're looking Akers has what 11 more carries or 12 more carries than Henderson it's just I, I don't know it's it's ridiculous to me um you know I I I, I I get, you know, you're trying to get Henderson or you're trying to get Akers, you know, some uh, confidence and, you know, trying not to overuse Henderson. But, I mean, Henderson should be, should be getting like 14 carries a game at the very least. Uh, I had a quick thought. Well, um, mm-hmm. when is when is OBG, when, when is OBJ expected to be playable? November, I think. So I, is that like week? week I think 10? it'll be like. You know, when we play the Packers later on in the year, I think that's when it'll be like week 12 or week 13 or something. Yeah. It's going to be ironically right around the time the Rams got him last year. And to be honest, though, it's like 
I mean, I was thinking about it. It's like, if there is, like, you have Sean McVay, Sean McVay saying all these things, like, we want you back. Every, every, Pretty much everyone in the team saying, we want you back. I don't get the thought process of not trying to sign him now. I, I get, like, something could happen. But, well, he doesn't want to. But, which, which also, I think, we're, we're so confident that he's going to return. And if he doesn't want to sign right now, because he could be right now in, like, he could be rehabbing in the Rams training facility. He could be learning the playbook as he's rehabbing. Which, I mean, that's just something that's like, if he really, really wanted to be back, I think he would be back. Um, I, I don't know if I agree, because there's literally nothing he can gain from being back right now. Because he still, he wants to do, because if he's back, they're going to ask him to be at the facility. So he's getting his opportunity to train where he wants to train, do his rehab where he wants to do it. And then when he's, you know, when he's better, he's going to come back and he's got a locker. You know, I think that they'll, they'll get the deal done. Um, I mean, I have no idea what jersey number he's going to wear, but, you know, that's, uh, that's a different story. But don't if they sign him now, won't he, like, take up a roster spot? To... They could just put him in the practice guard, couldn't they? No, no, and that's another thing. He would take up a roster spot. You couldn't put him on IR because, like, um, you know, Tom was mentioning, if you put him on an IR, so you have to designate, I think it's like three guys that can return the rest of the year. There are other guys that can't. Um, and you have only eight IR spots the entire season, which, I'll be honest, I think the NFL really butchered this. I think there should be unlimited IR spots because I don't think teams exactly. really abuse the IR. So, I don't know. I, I think it makes a lot of sense why both sides don't want to, you know, necessarily be signed. Plus, OBJ wouldn't be allowed to kind of enjoy his time off. Like, he, he's been able to go to games and, you know, visit friends and stuff. Like, he's doing that while doing the rehab. Like, if, if he, you know, signed with the Rams, he would be barred from doing that. Yeah, and then next one I was going to say, if, and I think that's the main thing. I think the rehab is the main reason why it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure they got all the intel on what's going on and where he's at. I mean, their guy did the surgery, so, you know. Um, yeah, but. And, and, and it's down to him, you know. For him, he if he already if he, if he got a set day, he think he's going to be back. The doctors feel like it's going to be, you know. Why, 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 why not just get there? You got to get there. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to put the rehab in. We, we don't know the details of the rehab. We don't know where he at for real. We hope right. he good. Right. So that's the thing too. You know, it's, it's the thing that got to play out. I know, yeah. I know that make people may, may, may feel uneasy about it, but that's, I think that's the, the devil in the details. Why it isn't like just automatic, like, oh, he's done. Cause they need to know that. They want him back. They've made it clear they want him back. McVay done went on every, 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 every presser, you know. So it's clear. I mean, every couple, every, every couple weeks we get a we get a report, you know. That's yeah. Both sides are still positive on, you know, signing them back. It's just waiting on this, that, and that. And you know they don't really leak a lot of stuff from this this camp. So that little tidbit right there is like, okay, well it's in the air. It's still now. It's the it's the small stuff that got to get locked down. Um, yeah. So 
just want to say real quick is I I think if if A Rob and Skoranek take will just up like up their skill to the next level. To be honest, and then you have Van coming back week week eight at least, or well, we don't even know. But it, if Skoranek and A Rob start playing better than they are, even though Skoranek's playing, Skoranek definitely took a leap from last year to this year. But if he takes like another leap and then A Rob just gets in the groove more. To be honest, I don't know if we would. I I don't know if OBJ would be honestly in the best interest, just because if if okay, so I mean, we we would have three star receivers, and then you would have someone probably not getting them enough time to develop. That's either Skoranek or Van, or Pat Prower Tutu. I mean, if if that happens, I honestly I don't think we should sign OBJ. I don't think that will. I mean, I, I think our biggest weakness right now, if I, I don't think it's corner, just because it w- right now it would be because all the injuries. But if everyone's healthy, I think our we, we like from what we saw, we have a pretty good DB group. Then it comes down to maybe, maybe getting someone more in the D line or edge. That's really all I could see like weakness wise. But it's not even that bad right now, but. It's not getting. I feel like our D line's not getting enough pressure, as it used to. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we're not not getting as much pressure, whether it's gains or. I'm I'm concerned with uh, what the space out there on the edge. Um, uh, Holland. Which one? Holland. No, the one we got from the Bears. Uh. Our, our pass rusher on the on the he usually plays oh, on the left Flo? side. Oh, Floyd. Yeah, Leonard yeah, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. That's it. I'm concerned about him. I I just don't think he has a high enough motor to to put in that pressure on him. We're paying him a whole heck of a lot of money. We're not we, but the fans I mean, are. <laughs> um, I'm not really concerned with with honestly any of the pass. I'm not really concerned with the defense right now. I'm I'm actually surprisingly more concerned about the offense. I mean. The defense, it's frustrating, but, you know, they get the job done. You know what I mean? The offense, you know, they they really – and you could argue, I mean, the defense got the job done against the Bills. They weren't great, but they, they – you know, the Bills kind of played in their hand. It was still a, you know, one-possession game at the top of the fourth quarter. Uh, the offense just didn't do anything. They only got 10 points. Then you look at the Falcons game, it's like they, they started getting, you know, real hot at the beginning, and then they didn't look good the rest of the game, really. Uh, and then the, this game, I mean – yeah, there's some drops, but again, like the drops are part of the offense. Like I'm concerned with that. Like, yeah. you know, dr- dropping multiple touchdowns and, you know, and I'll just say this, um, you know, I think this isn't the offense, you know, this is not anywhere near what the offense, the final product will be. Uh, but I do think like if you were going to be concerned uh, with the Rams, it's the fact that look like they didn't, they didn't put as many points on the board as they should have today. And you always have to worry about the lingering effects of not doing that because you go up against a better team and, you know, in all likelihood, you're going to get tested more. 20 points is not good enough to win every game in the league. No way, no how. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I expected yeah. more, and I think that's really what it comes down to. But I, here's what I'll say. Last thing I'll say about OBJ, um, you know, as we, uh, we wrap this thing up, uh, you know, I'll say this. OBJ – does him coming doesn't matter to Van Jefferson, doesn't matter to anybody because here's the thing, okay? The Rams just went through a really traumatic time last year where they lost three wide receivers in rapid succession. They lost Atwell for the year, they lost 
Jacob Harris for the year, and they lost Robert Woods for the year. Um, they still got, you know, even with that in mind, they still got OBJ to play with Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Don't forget about that. Uh, so the way I see it is I don't think they need to make any roster moves or anything like that. It, you know, OBJ, they're going to bring him in because, I mean, this is just Sean McVay knowing, you know, okay, maybe the fit isn't great to add another like receiver like that if you're talking about fair workload, but we're not. We're talking about winning, you know, Super Bowls. And I think this is the right move because, you know, you look at it, you can never have too many receivers. You can never, you can never have too many pass rushers. I mean, you know, with the receivers, we've seen it. You know, guys have played well throughout the history of the Rams. When you talk about Denario Alexander, Stedman Bailey, uh, Brandon Gibson, uh, Danny Mandola. I mean, these are all guys that, you know, had some injury concerns. Sammy Watkins, Brandon Cooks. I mean, they, they've had guys that have played well in just the nature of the game. And constantly, if you're catching 100 balls a season, uh, you're getting hit a lot, right? And you're putting yourself in a really vulnerable spot. Not to mention the non-contact stuff with the Terran ACL. Not to mention the plantar fasciitis stuff you got to worry about, turf toe, like Isaac Bruce and Tori Holt dealt with with the, you know, the gray show on turf Rams. So the way I look at it is that there is not a number too big in regards to having these receivers. I think that they absolutely uh, have to go out and consider getting OBJ. It does not hurt anybody because at the end of the day, they all have one common goal to win a Super Bowl. And I think that's the best course of action because you just never know. I mean, the Robert Woods injury was so, like, you know, freak. That shit was uh, dramatic. Yeah, it, it's just like it happened out of the blue, and it's like, who's to say that doesn't happen again, you know? I mean, you, you always wonder. You, have, you always have to wonder, like, where would this team be without Cub? Where would this team be without Stafford? That's why, I mean, like, it's going to be nonstop. Like, the Rams will always look to get better, and OBJ makes them better, regardless if, you know, Van Jefferson, Ben Skronik, et cetera, is playing or not. See, I mean, I, I agree, but only problem I have with, like, OBJ, the whole injury thing, is, like, well, you could say, like, AD could get hurt next game. He'd be out for the whole season. Like, I, I get we had all those injuries last year, but if, if, if A-Rob and Skronik take a step up and if you're only focused on winning, like, a Super Bowl, I think I think you'd look at the position with more, more holes in it, either running back or O-line. I mean, it... it I get that he's a star player, but would you? I mean, in my opinion, I would rather have an elite, uh, elite running back than three elite receivers. I mean, we have two right now, and then Skronik and Van, and all. We have we have a lot of receivers, which are good, and they're like Van had eight hundred yards. So, like, do we really want to take away from that just to get OBJ when we could? I mean, if, if you're gonna so, add a player, I think like you would have so when to you, with the line or uh, running back. So when you when you saying you rather have like you say you rather have a elite running back, who are you speaking of? Like, just... I mean, uh I mean, I feel like if 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 they were going to get a running back, which I've seen, I mean, I, I've been seeing a lot. Which I, I mean, I've seen a lot on like Twitter and stuff of them saying, "Oh, trade do the do the trade trade camp for Hunt or something," because Hunt want to be out of Cleveland. They would never accept that trade. You wouldn't? No, because here's the thing. I don't I don't think it makes sense for either side. Kareem Hunt does exactly what Nick Chubb doesn't do. So that's why they complement each other so well. Cam Akers is built exactly like Nick Chubb. Uh, it, it just wouldn't really make any sense to them. On the Rams side, 
I mean, first off, Kareem Hunt has some baggage behind his character. So there are a lot of Rams fans that wouldn't want him for that reason. It would be really hard to market him. Uh, That's first thing or second thing. The third thing I'd say is that, I mean, here's the thing, like running back, like the Rams do not care about running back on the level anymore. Like when they, when Todd Gurley happened and they gave him the money and then that whole, that thing blew up in their face, like that was them being done with that. You know, they learn from their mistakes. And I think this is exactly why the OBJ thing, like no matter what they'll be doing, because they learn from their mistakes. They're like Tony Stark. I mean, just like look at the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, the Rams, you know, you can never have too many wide receivers. Okay. They drafted three wide receivers in the draft and only one of them was healthy by the end of the season. You know, they had all those guys and, uh, you know, Robert Woods gets hurt. You know, I think at the end of the the day, you know, this Rams team, you can never have too many receivers. You can never have too many weapons. And so never can. I I just think that, you know, the Rams felt pretty good about their depth. They drafted three receivers. They signed receivers. And even still, they ran out of receivers at the end of the year. So I I don't think that they're looking at OBJ like, oh, my God, I don't know what we're going to do with him. He doesn't have a role on this team. I think they're looking at him like perfectly. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at OBJ, and I'm like, you know, he might actually supplant, uh, you know, Allen Robinson if it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? I'm looking at OBJ, and so, like, he doesn't have to. He could be number three. He could be number four. He could be number five. I mean, just get him in the receiver room. You know. But uh, you know, I just want to keep going with the hunt possibility. Don't. The reason I wanted to hear you say that was because it's a lot of fans that feel that way. They like, man, just go get hunt. The thing is, that's a luxury move, and that. At the but same time, we got to think, hold on, we got to think, hold on, we got to think about it. If you make that move, you dump, let's say you dump some picks and you dump Cam. Hunt is looking for a contract. And as Jake just said, we got burned before with a deal with a guy that was TG400, our guy. So it's like, are you going to pull a trigger just for one year with that and dump a guy just for how Hunt possibly just for a look because somebody else gonna give if he ball out here it's like okay we go we, we got to figure out how to get him a deal but somebody else can come with bigger money and yeah. then it's like and okay. then we're right back and then we don't have the quote-unquote elite guy so it's like that's the thing with the hunt move is like it's there but that's the thing on this that contract is looming over he didn't have a deal in, in play and it's different but that's where I think that's the snag in that. So I get people wanting that because that'll be what it is. It'll, it'll it'll make a difference, of course. But it's the other shit around it that I'm like, yeah, that's in play as well. So that's see, the thing to just keep in mind. That's why I wanted to see where where we was going with the elite thing. Well, yeah. who all is considered a, an elite running back anymore? Man, uh, <laughs> I would only do that trade. If you were getting like Saquon Barkley and you were getting him for a deal, like I, right. I don't think I'm not I'm not one of those people. I don't think like running backs matter because I I love running backs. Uh, I I think Daryl Henderson to be a thousand yard rusher if they actually valued him in that way and used him. But I, I mean I see the way that they're using Henderson and Cam together, and I'm like, this isn't even worth like spending money on. What what does a running back do for this offense? They don't even run the ball enough but, as it is. So but, you know but I just think. Though. If you have a better running back than Cam or Hendo, there's more opportunity 
opportunities. And the thing with Cam, if okay, so let's say let's say by week ten, if Cam's having these round of problems, if he's just not playing well, I would be open to that trade for a couple reasons. First of all, you call him a luxury, but he would yeah, I, I, he would be an upgrade over Cam if he's playing that bad. Obviously, but, what, but, you, what, but we have what, to what take, we have to take into effect for the deal. That's the but thing. That's the same thing with OBJ. Wouldn't you call OBJ? It's really luxury? not because with OBJ, they want to give him multi-year. Steve said this months ago. So, so, so here's the thing, though. Uh, Hugh, my, my issue with that comment is that, like, oh, okay, look, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Kareem Hunt, like, he can help you as a receiver. But, like, I feel like he's kind of overrated because Kareem Hunt has 4.2 yards per carry on 36 carries. Henderson is 4.1 on 27 carries. I I feel like, you know, he's got a touchdown. Kareem Hunt's got a touchdown. Uh, Henderson has five receptions. Kareem Hunt has nine. Like, he's an overrated guy. I think his name is bigger than he really is, and I don't think he would really help the Rams that much. And I just think at the end of the day, this offense, and I said it coming into the year, Nolan, you know, anybody that was on my live streams knows, I said, I'm not saying I agreed with it, but I said that this would be a pass-happy team. You know, I said that, like, them going out and getting Cohen was like, all right, they want to air this thing out. And I don't think that's necessarily the right move. I think they should have a balanced approach. Yeah. Um, You know, know, on third and one, we don't need to take a shot down the field. Like, on third and one, just run the ball. So, throw (laughs) – I I mean – Jake, you don't know about my joke, about my joke with McVay on oh. third and one, five wide. Come on, man. You get, it's, it's, that's what we do here now. We'll... <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying, though? So it's like I understand, you know, Kareem Hunt's this, like, big name. I don't know why. I would not even – he's not anywhere near elite. But that's uh, the thing, though. Think about last year when we traded for Bob Miller and even OBJ. At that time – at least Von Miller, pretty much OBJ. OBJ really wasn't. But Von Miller, he was he was getting he was not having the production he was. Then once he got into the Rams scheme, he did. It's the same as OBJ. As soon as he stepped on the team, they just elevated back to their superstar level. I'm not saying Cream Hunt like ever had the seasons um, Von Miller and OBJ had, but like you have to think if he'd gone to the Rams and their whole scheme, I mean, you also, you also have to think. In Cleveland, it's a pretty hard competition between Nick Chubb, who's a top five running back. So, I mean, if you go to LA, he uh, you, you don't know. What are you going to give for? Seasons. What are you going to give for Kareem Hunt? Cam, and uh, that's I mean, not I, enough. But but the thing is, Cam, what Cam's value isn't that high. That's the thing. He's, he's not have to think it. out of there. Like I don't know if they would rather have. I mean, they they might, but. If Cream Hunt requested a trade, then they and they declined it. So I think if someone offers him enough, they would do it definitely because he wants out. You, the thing is, if we move Cam, we have to move some pieces with it. And yeah, like you're not picks. gonna. They're not gonna. Cleveland's stupid, but they're not Akers. that stupid. Like, you're trading Cam Akers. You're not trading a second round pick, even though he was a second round pick. That's yeah, not you're not gonna give that up. That you're trading. So so it's like. That's why I asked you the the elite running back, the name. So you want Hunt, you probably want a, a Barkley. So 
And you got to think about that. that you you got to think about how that works. Them. You have to think about how that works. I get wanting to, we want, we miss Gurley. That's clear what this is. Everybody miss Gurley. We all do. I'm with you. I'm, I feel you. I would, like Jake said, I would want it to be balanced as well. I would like, I would like to see these dudes really get going and get in a rhythm where we know they can be at. But it's real shaky right now. Hendo is more solid. So it's like, Cam is like, what, I don't even, like I said in the live stream earlier, Cam didn't have these formula issues at FSU. It's, 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 I don't know where this, this has come from. He didn't have this problem. So it's just like, what is, what is going on? Now, he ha- we know where he's coming back from. We had to give the benefit, like, I see where he at. But those type of things, you we can't have that. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. I, like, if you move him, which if it's got to be done, it got to be done. But if you move him, I don't know if Hunt is the guy they're going to move for. Yeah, I don't think because the Rams of what, give any more than a sixth round pick. For, you know what I'm saying? Hunt. So it's like, yeah, do, I, do I, Cleveland I, take that? I don't know. And at the same time, now you you know that cap space that you created for OBJ, are you going to use that on Kareem Hunt? I mean, that doesn't even fill. I, I just I don't I don't see it. Um, I've seen a lot of people. It's not just you, Hugh. Like I've seen a lot of people say, like, "Oh, we need Kareem Hunt." I'm like, no, 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 no. no. And this no. is the thing: is like Henderson. If you gave him at least 15 carries, like you'd win the majority of your games because you have the offense. You know, you have the passing attack. Henderson can help you. He's averaging, you know, 4.1, but you know, he's got a couple carries that really. <laughs> you know, with not a ton of carries on the season, a couple of those really hold back his average. I mean, he's got yeah. some some big-time, you know, carries in this this uh, season. And, you know, I just feel like when you have Henderson, you have Akers, Kyron Williams coming back from injury, like you don't need another running back. If you're going to go out and you, if you were saying, Jake, you know what, we should trade for Robert Quinn, that's a, a different conversation because, you know, the Bears, yeah, they're 2-1 and one and they won today, but no one is taking that two and one seriously. No one. The the best team they played was the Packers and they got obliterated. So, you know, the the Bears are not going to be contenders. That's yeah. a team that you could trade with. The Giants are two and oh. They're probably going to be three and oh after tomorrow. I don't even know what to make of the Giants. They don't look great, but they're winning games. They're probably not going to trade Barkley. And the Browns, as much as I can't stand the Browns, they just beat the Steelers twenty nine to seventeen. So even if uh, you know, Kareem Hunt did make sense. I don't know why they're getting rid of guy. They're they're giving Kareem Hunt more carries than Henderson Akers got. You know, what I mean, they're they're, they're giving uh, Hunt 15 touches a game. I mean, I, I don't know if they're just gonna you know trade away a guy like that. Um, yeah, cause, you know, because so I think it, I, it's got to think... make sense. And, and I just feel like you know when you look at like the Bears, the Bears might make sense with, with Robert Quinn. He's an older guy. He's on a, the last year of his contract. The Rams could offer an extra pick to, to take on, uh, you know, for, for them to take on the deal. You know, they, they'd probably be like, all right, you take on the contract entirely and we'll give you an extra second round or whatever. Uh, so you could do that. You could do, uh, you know, this Carolina team, you definitely want to monitor. I mean, they, they could look to maybe move Brian Burns, like try to get some value. Um, you know, you're looking at teams like, say, Washington. You could, you could, I mean, yeah, you could swing you know, a sweat. Sweat yeah, is a Montez possibility. Sweat. We already heard about that, right? Washington's now wanted to. They looked absolutely pitiful against the Eagles. Uh, they and, and them have a relationship out yeah, that way. So, exactly. And so, yeah. 
you know, you I have, have those so, teams. So it's other possibilities that moves could be made where, because I get why people want Hunt, because they're looking at the durability thing with Hendo and Cam and Kyron. They look, I feel like it's a durability thing with a lot of people. I don't think they're really paying attention to the carries and stuff and all of that. I think it's I that have, alone. And I, have, I get it because it's like we want to see the guys be healthy in the backfield. So, and at the same time, but, Kareem Hunt's only had two seasons in which he's played every game. <laughs> so it's like – but in their minds, a lot of people's minds, he's, he's you know, he's, he's, a he's fresh the face. opposite of what we have. So I get it. I get why – and the name. The name hits. So we can't – you know, we can't. I, I we can't make yeah. a move like that, and it's like something that isn't going to be locked in definitely to me at this yeah, point. I don't, yes. especially at the same time because it's like you got to get somebody you you know who want to be here as well. We know OBJ want to be here. I had uh, I I feel bad because like I mean you know nice dude, but I got a DM from somebody who was like. Yeah, Jake, you cover the Jets. Do you think the Jets would give us uh, Brees Hall? And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, come on, man. No. What are we doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, why would the Jets just give Brees Hall away? That doesn't make sense. They drafted him in the second round. They love him. No. Uh, but yeah, I have... I, it goes back to what you were saying, Nolan, and, and you know, Hugh, you know, for, for future reference. I mean, it just goes back to the fact that it's got to make sense, you know even if you like the player and even if you maybe could pry them away, the Browns are not mailing in their season yet. That's the first thing. Uh, so they're not going to trade away Hunt, a guy that's getting 15 touches a game. Because they're basically but, riding this out till they get Deshaun back. Exactly. And like, so that's actually played they, pretty well. So they feel like they could actually, you know, can, you know, potentially. You know so, that's um, the thing. So that's yeah. the, that. That's that's why that Vaughn thing was able to happen. Denver won't really move in and shaking last year. Plus, well, they had Denver already been in talks. They Vaughn were already they a had... new home because he was. I mean, he needed a resurgence, man. People forget Vaughn Miller. Right. Like at the end of Denver's days, like he did not look good. Like that's it right. looked like he was going to give up football. Um. So so, so you know, and you got to think they had already been talking. Like Denver had already been calling about Kenny Young. We didn't know that. We didn't know about that till later on, till the move happened. So they had been calling about him, and so that 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 was in play while we had no clue. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like I there's just a... not many options. I'll be honest with you, because it's week three. You know, yeah. come back to me. You know, week eight, and maybe I could give you some options. But I mean, you know, maybe Bradley Chubb becomes yeah, available. Thanks but right now, Denver like... thinks that they're good. So. Some things yeah, got to pan I out. A, I have a couple of thoughts. One of them is completely off topic, but I feel like the Rams have a problem of rushing injuries in a way. Like, I do, like, people say, oh, he was good for a few games. I do not think Cam should have come back last season at all. I think they should have waited more. Because I, I, I don't see the purpose of him coming in, to be honest. I, I, what Hindo, he might have been hurt. I forgot now. But if if they, I mean, if they had Hindo as an option, he should not have come back. Um, they didn't have Hendo as an option, if you remember. It was just Sony Michelle. Hendo forced himself to come back for the Super Bowl, but he played yeah, very bangs out. So um, you couldn't I go mean, there I either. Don't, I don't think that has anything to do with it. If you be, if, you, if I'm being honest, I, 
Um, you know, I think, you know, he was, he was cleared. They didn't rush him back. He rushed himself back. And if they felt like there was a, a worry, then they wouldn't have tried to rush him back. But uh, they did the whole, the whole process of getting him back is, I don't know if y'all listened to that on the level of personnel when Jordan talked about that, but the way that they even did it is something I never even heard of. I don't think anybody has even talked about it, but they doing some different stuff over here, man. I don't know. <laughs> they doing some real ahead of the curve stuff when you talking about just bringing him back. Now I'll never forget when I was talking to Robert Woods at this company event when I first met him. And, uh, you know, he basically, he got, it was at this like company event and someone asked him, uh, what was it? It was like, what's the difference between, you know, Buffalo and, you know, like LA, like the, you know, the, um, facility. And I, I forget how he worded it, but it was like in a way, like, you know, the Rams are like iPads and, uh, you know, (laughs) you already know where I'm going with this. Rams are like iPads and Buffalo is like, uh, you know, scrap paper or something. <laughs> it was like they were like yeah. behind the curve, you know. Because so. it's just like cowherd. You know how cowherd uses analogies. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a cowherd segment. He'll compare us to Tesla and Google and you know Apple. Always trying to do something that's a that's no one else is really tapped in. Oh yeah, and um so. But don't yeah, get me going I, on. Don't get me going on Colin Coward uh, Im- impressions. Be like, see, you, you could you could like the the Panthers. You could like Baker Mayfield, and and you could like you know a Volkswagen Beetle, or or you could like, <laughs> <laughs> or, or you or you could go with the Tesla with the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wait, and I, and. I, and to be fair, I, you know, I don't think they rushed him because I think if they didn't feel that that process and that 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 whole, because uh, like I said, it's I like I said, I never heard no rehab that I like in that manner. Um, I think if it wasn't if if they didn't get the okay, they wouldn't have did it. I don't think they would have did it. Um, because as much as we talk about it. As they, you know, we say where they downplay stuff a lot, but ever since Girl, I feel like they've been really careful with this, you know, um, where they don't want to rush guys back. Like they'll take the, they'll keep a guy out overall if it ain't if it ain't worth it, you know. As we see with Van, like they they don't feel as it's like nah, this they done seen something that we, they ain't gonna let us know yet, but. It could be a whole nother play because of the Ben thing, but still, it's like they, they, I feel like they know it's like right, we, we can't, we can't put nobody at risk like that. We got to be, yeah. like McVeigh said it, like he always said, we got to be smart about it. Like he'll, that's how, that's his quote when anytime they ask about these injuries. So, um, that, you know, it, yeah, we're not privy to everything. So, um, that's the thing, but, and we'll find out eventually, and you know, people have their opinion on it. But yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people was worried that Cam was rushed back too quick, and I think now the way he's played hasn't helped that either. So you know, if he was looking somewhat, at least a little bit, like he looked in that other Cardinal game or the playoff game, I think people would be a little bit at ease. But the fact he's fumbling and still looking like it's it's 
looking off. Yeah, and then, it's, it's, it's it's got people a little like, eh, what's going on? Like, yeah. and I think my... I think we need to be patient with this offense, guys. I agree this with is, that. Uh, they didn't play one snap during the off preseason together. Some of these guys weren't even on the, you know, barely made the team. Mm-hmm. And now they're starters. Allen mm-hmm. is still trying to. I think Allen is really struggling trying to figure out exactly where oh, he man. fits in. I, Trent I, Williams I see got that. hurt. Oh, Lord. He hurt Ooh. his ankle. He's out for the game. Oh, wow. Tonight? He's injured. Yeah. I didn't hear the mm-hmm. name, Jake. Trent Who Williams? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, wow. you know, injuries are terrible, and I hope he's okay, but and think about what that does for next week. If he if he can't play next Kenny. week, uh, did Kendrick go under a concussion protocol? He did. Did he? I didn't even know. Yeah, he went. He's he's. It's a possible concussion, which I don't. I didn't even see him get hurt. Which I was gonna say. Um, do we have do do you guys any do we do we have any news? About any of the corners, like or O linemen for next week, or is it about the? Same? I was wondering about Rochelle. I was surprised. I, I, I thought Rochelle would be the starting corner today. Oh, I did too. Who I was, did. Yeah, me too. Who was He's the starter? Right then. He's not right. It was Ramsey, Kendrick, and Kendrick. Who else? Or was there only two? No, because someone had to play for him. Grant Haley played. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, it, with the new yeah, guy that's that that's weird. Yeah, it really never ends, does it? Yeah, Darian Kendrick is being evaluated for a concussion. I mean, this is just unreal. It's more injuries, but all right, guys. Well, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, I have plenty of content that I'll be dropping on my channel. I have some news coming out within the next couple days, uh, pretty big. So you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, my big announcement that everybody has been bugging me for on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, this has been episode 33 of Ram's Edge, and I appreciate all of you guys joining me, and if you're listening after the fact, appreciate you as well, but you can find me over on Twitter, follow me at JK Bogan, and you can find me over on, uh, YouTube, Jake Ellen Bogan channel, and, uh, yeah, I'll have the film breakdown on Wednesday, um, Nolan, I know you're excited for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been on in a while, man. <laughs> Got so, some things to say. So we'll have the film breakdown on Wednesday over on the channel. Um, and then we'll have just like, you know, sporadic content. Probably push back all of the <clears throat> the preview stuff because, uh, you know, they don't play until Monday. But um you know, we'll have all sorts of content this week. So looking forward to it. Hope you guys have a great night and I'll see you all soon.